With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. What a weekend. Oh, great weekend for sports. Um, obviously, there's some parts of the country still recovering from the hurricane or had to, do with, uh, had to deal with all the rain, the winds. So to those people, sorry, but to the rest of us, man, the weather was great. It was just... It felt like uh, it felt like fall, which is the best season for sports, and uh, we're so happy to be here with you. It's Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. It, we come to you from the um, we come from the beautiful, palatial, you know, wonderful, truly, um, Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. We will get you there. Right. Uh, we'll help get you there with unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, Cooper Rush won again, again. Um, the Chiefs once again look like, if not the best team in the NFL in the discussion. John Middlecoff will join us in 20 minutes. We'll go through all the different things we saw in the league. I, I, I understood what... Aaron Rodgers was saying, I don't know if it translated well when he said this is not sustainable. What did he mean? Um, Lance Leopold's going to join us. He's the head coach at Kansas, and in his second year, they're ranked, they're undefeated, and they're hosting college game day. These are things that don't normally happen to Kansas football. Um, And Paul Chris got fired. Like That's a crazy one that Wisconsin fired their head coach, Paul Christ. I want to get to the story of the day, which is, it's interesting. Like, there's a bunch of different games you go through. Obviously, the 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 Raiders Broncos game. I got some stuff from that, and then obviously Tampa and Kansas City is a Sunday night game. That's one that everybody paid attention to. But the Ravens taking on the Bills, I thought, gave us the most sort of fodder for the postseason. Those are two teams that are playoff teams. 
Those are two teams with young star quarterbacks. And um, it's interesting. Last week, I believe I said, you know, a couple things, which are like, hey, for Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't hand him the MVP just yet. It's only week three of the season. I think he'll come back to earth a little bit. Not like last year, right? That's about what I said. It's up on IG if you'd like to see it. Um, I, I just said you can't take three weeks and make it this is who guys are because if we go by three weeks, well, then Cooper Rush should be the starting quarterback of the Cowboys. And after four weeks, the answer would still be the same. And somehow that was met with this flurry of I'm a hater and I'm a racist, basically a hater and a racist. I mean, I could show you 50 DMs of people who listened to the pod or watched on IG and somehow came away thinking I was a racist and a hater because I, I agree with the rest of the NFL not named the Cleveland Browns. They wouldn't give Lamar a five-year guaranteed contract, even though I realize that he's got a better and cleaner resume than Deshaun Watson, so why shouldn't he? It's more uh, how he plays than anything. So this isn't me saying I told you so. This is just the I told you so hanging out there for you to make the inference. But, you know, Lamar had 144 yards passing, I think. One was a terrible decision, a jump ball when he should have been sacked. And then he had an interception, which was kind of the same thing, where when they could keep him in the pocket and corral him and make him throw, boy, there's some decision-making stuff that leads something to be desired there. And they all do it, right? Any quarterback sometimes looks a little bewildered when you take away their fastball. You know, Aaron Rodgers for many times this season has looked a little bit lost back there because he doesn't know where everybody's or they don't know where they're supposed to be. Tom Brady, when you get to his feet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, I don't understand the Ravens not kicking a field goal on fourth and two. It's like every coach now wants to have such bravado to go for it that you're like, you know, you don't actually need to go for it here. It's fourth and two. It's 20 all. The Ravens hadn't scored a point in the second half. And oh yeah, by the way, the defense is pretty good. Came through for him last week with two turnovers, which helped him seal the deal against the Patriots. Here's Jim John Harbaugh, excuse me, explaining why he decided not to kick a field goal on the two-yard line. I felt like it gave us the best chance to win the game because seven, the worst that happens is if they go down the field and score, and I think we'll get them stopped, but if they go down the field and score a touchdown, the worst thing that can happen is that you're in overtime. You kick a field goal there, now it's not a three-down game anymore. It's a four-down game. You're, you're putting them out there. You're putting your defense at a disadvantage because they've got four downs to convert all the way down the field and a chance to, again, score seven, and then you, you lose the game on a touchdown. And then the worst thing, the other thing, you think you're going to get the ball at the two-yard line. So I'm very confident in our defense. Defense's ability to stop them down there with the ball in the two-yard line. So we got them backed up. If we don't get it, didn't turn out that way, unfortunately, and we lost the game. So hindsight, you could take the points. But... If you look at it analytically, I understand why we did it. Okay, I, I don't think analytics would tell him to do that. I understand what he's saying. Like there, there, there was a point that he made that was a really good one, which is if we don't get it, they got to go 98 yards. But remember, if they don't get it, they don't have to go 98 yards to score a touchdown. That's where he's, he's everything he stated was correct, with the exception that he omitted a huge portion of it. He said, look, if we score a touchdown, what's the worst that could happen? Well, actually, they could score a touchdown, go for two, and still beat you. Right. Not out of the realm of possibility. But if you score a touchdown, what's the worst that can happen? Overtime? Okay. We kick a field goal. Hey, now our defense is really a disadvantage. He didn't even mention, oh, if we don't get it, now we've lost momentum. Yeah, they get the ball at the two, but a field goal beats us. And now we have to, we, we still have, you still have to keep them from marching, you know, 50, 60 yards down the field as opposed to 98 yards down the field, which is what happened, by the way. They lost in the field goal. So I, whether Harbaugh omitted it because he knew that, it, that that was the flaw in the argument or the omission tells you the flaw in his decision-making, whatever it is, that part was omitted. You also have to remember how your team's playing. Like, they hadn't been scoring. And I know Lamar generally has been very good in the red zone. He's a really good red zone threat. And you want to run some zone read with him. And I'm surprised they didn't. But again, they did a good job of corralling him and keeping him in the backfield. I just don't understand why you don't take the points there. Here's Lamar Jackson on their lack of execution. 
We, we have, I feel like we had some um, some chances to keep them on the field, and move the ball. You know, we just didn't execute. We just got to do a better job at that, and I feel like we had success. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's fair. He had two uh, two interceptions in the game. The one in the end zone, the other one, both marching down the field. And th- look, the argument against Lamar has not never been to not pay him. Like people do the all or nothing thing. Like you either think he's the greatest player on earth or you think he stinks. There's a, a very uh, thick piece of middle ground there, right? Whereas I don't think he's Rodgers. Frankly, I don't think he's Josh Allen. Right? But I think whatever below that top tier is, like he's in any reasonable discussion. He's such a dynamic threat. But when you make him into just being a pure thrower, it's not what he does best. And you can argue with me all you want, but you know the argument is an ill-fated one if you do. As a run-pass threat, there might not be anybody better who's ever played the game. Right? And he's like, you say like Josh Allen runs. He does. But Josh Allen is just as comfortable from the pocket. You stand back there and you keep him in the pocket and you let him pick you apart, he will. That's just the, that's just the difference. But no one's ever said, hey, like, Part get rid of him, trade him, don't give him a contract. It's I wouldn't give him a five-year guaranteed contract more than Sean Watson when I don't think Deshaun Watson should have a five-year guaranteed contract. All these other great quarterbacks have three years. And there's clever ways you can move stuff around. I don't know. Uh, that was the game that jumped out to me. What was the game, um, Jay Stu, that jumped out to you? What was the one that you're like, this is the game this weekend we'll be remembered for? Oh, I I was personally going to say the Chargers, but I don't think it will be a, a national uh, issue. I think it was nice to see the guys win. Um, well, I mean, they're up big, and then they almost chargered that thing, right? You're like, wait a second. Is this thing very close? close to chargering it. it? That was disgusting, but we got the win. Now, and I did say we, you I'll go with the Chiefs and, um, and Bucks for this reason. Because the discussion today is who the heck is going to beat this Chiefs team? And the Chiefs are obviously the best team in the NFL. This is a team that lost to the Colts last week, last week. a week ago. Seven yeah. days ago, they lost to a team that's just dreadful. So that's my takeaway. Uh, what about you there, uh, John Ramos? Your biggest takeaway? I know you get your Rams game this weekend. I mean, tonight. Yeah, the Rams play tonight. Um... Yeah, I was going to say uh, the – well, Green Bay – actually, Green Bay was interesting because they really needed a, a win and at home against New England. That game was – was I mean, Rodgers, their offense has been kind of starting a little bit, especially – but Lazard played well yesterday. Dobbs played well yesterday. So that was a big game for them to win, especially against New England. New England played a really good game. What's a, they got a new quarterback, right, that seemed to play well yesterday for them. And now the buzz around New England, uh, the, the era of this new quarterback has begun so much for Mac Jones anymore, I guess. Well, he's had a sprained ankle. They're not going to – is it Blake Zappa? Is that, yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, he's the third-string quarterback, John. But, I mean, people – well, but all I saw yesterday was, up. Oh, the Zappa era has begun. Like, they want to push Mac Jones right out just after, you know, a couple games. And it's like, okay, that's what we do. You just talked about the game with Kansas City, how they're the best team. They lost to the last week. Every single week it's something new. That's what we do. That's how we do our business is – this team's the best. Wow, they're not the best. This team's really good. Wow, they're not really that good. You know, it's a whole season. When do you think, Doug, that we really know football teams? When we get to week, what, seven maybe? I mean, what do yeah, you feel? Seven, oh, seven okay. or eight. We're starting to figure them out. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Uh, Byer, what's the big, what was the biggest game with a takeaway for you? Um, I'll tell you in a sec, but quickly off of that point, I've heard uh, betters in Las Vegas say, you don't know actual teams in an entire season at times because of how things fluctuate. Like, to get a really good sense of who is who, it would take more than 16 or 17 games. Just kind of a funny twist. Um, I We let our red zone show with the uh, Bills-Ravens game, and um, the Seahawks and Geno Smith and what they did, their defense is atrocious. But for them to, uh, to light up another bad defense in Detroit uh, was – pretty entertaining it was the most entertaining game because it was a pinball game just back and forth up and down the field so saints vikings early in the morning was pretty entertaining as well right falcons brown wasn't terrible 
Um, I like the commanders. I know we're talking uniforms. The, the biggest yeah. win of the weekend was the Bengals white uniforms. Like those are <laughs> sure. iconic. Send them to send them to the pro football of fame. But I like the, the, the commanders. I don't like anything else they've done. The nickname, the uniforms, anything else. But I like those black uniforms. Those are dope. And then the and the least watchable game with the best classic uniforms was Giants Bears. But that was a hard game to watch. That was just bad football. I don't know. That was that was atrocious. I, to watch. Yeah, I even I even think that you know the Raiders beating Denver and and how they did was for the Raiders to finally get their first win of the season. But I used the term mid off in our show yesterday. A lot of a lot of mids going head to head. Look at you getting hip. You use the yes, word mid. Yes, went around the room and some people didn't know what I meant by mid off. They That's knew mid, mid, but they didn't know mid off. I felt Saints Vikings was such a mid off. Felt Carolina and Arizona was such a mid off. Just average teams going at it and finding out who's actually less average. I, I know people were high on the Vikings uh, at the start of the season, but I mean, outside of Justin Jefferson, I, I don't know what that team is. They just completely average. Their Super Bowl was week one in beating Green Bay, who, to John's point, who knows about Green Bay. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, 
I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code Gottlieb for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Gottlieb only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So the Cowboys won again. They beat a pretty terrible Washington Commanders team, and uh, Cooper Rush played well. Here's Jerry Jones when he was asked about Dak Prescott's progress throwing the football. I don't know that I'd call that throwing what he's doing, but he's certainly got uh, movement. But uh, I wouldn't know if uh, he's throwing at a level that you could uh, say the grip and everything is uh, effectively a a good throw, a good uh, normal passing throw. Yeah, look, I'm all for Jerry giving us the real rundown of he's not really throwing or whatever, but it also... Sounds weird when we were, they were all rushing. Oh, he could be back in like four weeks. He could be back in no time at all. And then all of a sudden, Cooper Rush starts kind of lighting it up. Here's Jerry talking about Cooper Rush's performances. I just can't say enough about how his play, what it possibly has done for this team this season, and to give us a chance to sit here after these last three ball games and maybe have the opportunity we've got uh, for the rest of the year. It's amazing, and it's, it's far more than I could have ever expected. Hey, look, I, I want to believe, Jerry, that it is more than he expected. I think it's pretty awesome in many ways um, that Cooper Rush is able to come in and, and show himself to be a viable replacement. I, I would also point out I've never been a guy that thought Dak was a superstar, knew they were going to overpay him, and they have, because that's what Jerry does. And now, Jerry, th- this is it's not that dissimilar to the Tony Pollard deal, Right. Where you, you had Tony Pollard, you knew Tony Pollard was good, and then you acquiesced and you gave Zeke Elliott a bunch of money. And Zeke's been fine, but now you're like, man, how do I get the ball more to Tony Pollard? Do I think that Dak will come back to earth the way that Zeke has? No. But, like, I mean, they don't beat good teams. They, haven't, they don't beat playoff teams. Go back since Dak's become a starter. And it's not all on Dak, but a portion of it is. And, and it's weird, like not his fault that he hits his thumb on a helmet and gets hurt. But how many times has he been hurt? So I think that, that Jerry's suddenly like, well, I don't want to rush him back too quickly. Like let's, he wants to play out the hot hand. But I, I, and I, and I'm, everybody knows, I think Dak's better than Cooper Rush, but is he so much better that he commands that salary? I think that answer is, I don't know. And probably no, I don't, you know, what are you going to say there, Jace too? I mean, you do a much better Jerry Jones than me, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. So the answer to the first question uh, about Dak's throwing was, uh, I don't even know, he can't even grip the ball yet. And then I, I, I wanted the follow up to be like, when do you think he'll be ready? And I think the answer would be like, I think the day that uh, that we lose with Cooper Rush, I think he's going to grip the ball nice and that, nice that, and tight. That grip, yeah, that nice grip will be tight. a lot nice and tight and firm. Nice and tight and firm. Let's get to Dan Byer before John Middlecoff joins us. Dan, what do you got, my friend? It's almost, it's almost like they got to change the way they play. Like this is the way, this is the way that the Cowboys should play. That's how they play football. You mask some of your deficiencies on your offensive line. You allow your defense to maybe get some of the rest. Um, CeeDee Lamb has become available, which he was not 
you know, maybe that first game against the Buccaneers had something to do with it, but I think it's a very good way to play football if you're Dallas. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. John Middlecoff joins us here from the TireRack.com studios. Of course, he's the host of Three and Out podcast. Um, I got a bunch of things I want to get to. I, I don't agree with the John Harbaugh, why you wouldn't. They hadn't scored in the second half. It's a tie game. You're built around your defense. His whole thing was like, look, if we score a touchdown, worst, worst case, they go to overtime. Like, John, we know that. And if they don't, we kick a field goal. Now we got to stop for four downs. Like, okay. And he said, well, you know, if we get stopped, they got to go 98 yards. They don't have to go 98 yards. If you stop them, they just got to get to a field goal range. I, I just thought the, the whole idea was flawed. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I thought John Harbaugh had an embarrassing three days. On Friday, he got on his moral high horse about Tua. Like he's any better? Remember, they used to get popped for having two physical OTAs. You know, he has put Flacco back in the day. Remember when he got killed on Thursday night? Flacco played the next game, so he he did his classic, like kind of pumping his chest out. Was like, bro, you live in a glass house. And then I get my whole take on that is if we followed in life everything that like school taught us, like theories, right? Just the just the just the textbook or the charts we would we would fail a lot of the time right because why we're dealing with human beings in most situations and i'm all for using the chart just like i would any resource but in a situation with four minutes left i mean how many possessions are they going to get one so if you take the lead you know a field goal cannot beat you now you could argue the bills could have scored on that drive right because I mean, they basically, you know, ran out the clock for the last field goal. But to me, just take the lead and then play some defense. And even if they get a field goal, who knows? Maybe you get the ball back with a minute 30. You've driven before. Pretty sure is Justin Tucker, was he banged up? I don't even know if he was in the game. So I think they had a backup kicker, if, I, if I'm correct on that one. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm all for being aggressive and going for in situations, but – how how is going for it on fourth down when a chip shot field goal and throwing a pick you you can justify that you can't i wanted to uh personally ask you about the chargers um they play a tough game against the texans they got out to an early lead and almost chargered that one but uh is my team the chargers are they in better shape today than they were going into that game yeah i mean i i think you got to be pretty nervous i mean coming into the year whether you are a Charger hater, which, I mean, some say that I am sometimes. Not, I don't like, I like their players. I just question their coach. You couldn't, you know, dispute how good their roster was. Well, last week was pretty devastating, right? You lose your left tackle, who's a stud. You lose Joey Bosa, who, let's face it, I mean, he might not be back. And then you also lose, you know, a pretty good wide receiver in one game. And we know Chargers have a long history of weird stuff happening to begin with. And the star quarterback's banged up. And then, now, they were killing the Texans. Like, I, I struggle sometimes when a team dominates and then the other team comes back. Like, this isn't college football where you just end up winning most of the time, like 50-0. to zero. The game, even if you're up 28 nothing, the final score a lot of times, like 35-25. And like, oh, that was a close game when it really wasn't. But I flipped it on when the Texans started coming back. And it did feel like I, Chargers looked weird. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I think... As long as Herbert is erect and can play, you guys are going to have a chance. But clearly the dominance of what we all thought is is questioned now. It's fair. It's a, it's a, it, it's a fair point. Um, okay, now we, we saw a comeback from the Eagles. So do we sit there and go, hey, Jacksonville's better than we thought? Do we learn something about the Eagles? As as you kind of break down and piece together what happened in Philly, what's your take on the Jags falling apart after hopping out to a 14 nothing lead? Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence didn't play well in the elements. I mean, threw a bad pick, had a bunch of fumbles. Their offensive line, one thing when you have a really good defensive line and you're playing a bad offensive line, even if you get down early, and I don't count much on the first drive of an NFL game. If you have a good coach, like you should put points on the board, minimum three, but a lot of teams get seven. Like, how often do you see team score seven and then their final point total is 21, right? And they, you know, you get 13, 14 possessions. So a lot of times you get points on that first drive. And to me, the Eagles just take over defensively. And most teams don't have good offensive lines. 
so they get the feast. The other thing was it was raining. They got off to a slow start. I, I thought they dominated, you know, basically probably the, the second quarter on, definitely the second half. And Lawrence, you know, just felt overwhelmed by the pressure of the defensive line and just didn't play well in the elements. I mean, he was – he's been a big reason why they've been kicking butt for the last couple of weeks, and, and he was bad. Like, they're still not – this is why we were hard on the Chargers last week. It's not like they're a super-loaded team. You know, obviously their quarterback can play well, and they have a couple of young guys who are ascending, but they don't have a bunch of pro bowlers and all pros. So that really showed out because the Eagles do. And to me, at the end of the day, the Eagles out-talented them as the game went on. Um, I watched Carolina, and I just I don't see it with Baker. Now, I'd, I'd, I'd totally understand if you go, hey, their offensive line is not very good. Like, okay. And I, I hate to say this, but I, I, Christian McCaffrey doesn't feel like the same dude either. No. I, uh, I went out on a limb, Doug, and I picked them to win the division just because I wasn't going to pick the Saints. And I feel pretty validated on that one. I, I'm not a believer in Dennis Allen and clearly their quarterback situation now. I mean, Andy Dalton, who knows, might be better than Jameis. They're in shambles. Uh, and I just didn't feel – I basically just shorted Tom Brady but it feels like, even last night, like Tom Brady's fine, uh, and they're going to win the division. But I'm with you. I mean, at the end of the day, Baker's talent is pretty limited. And I think as the more and more he plays, like, I, you know, Colin shorted him off the bat because of pers- personality stuff, and it turned out to be true at the time in Cleveland. I thought his talent was better when he was coming out of the draft. And I thought when you watched him in Oklahoma, and I know you, you obviously locked into that conference, he was really good. I mean, he really was. And I thought he would be, you know, kind of a, a livelier arm Drew Brees because he was really accurate. Well, it turns out part of Drew Brees was like the person and how reliable and how dedicated and his desire was like Brady-like and Peyton-like. And, I, you know, Baker, you know, let's face it, might have some gaming issues like Kyler. I, I don't know if he's Mr. Focus. And he's clearly just not that talented. And he's not as accurate as he used to be in college. It's not translating. His lack of size and athleticism really shows up. And, you know, Matt Rule did impressive stuff in college. I mean, turned around Temple and what he did at Baylor. Well, it turns out Baylor's a really good football program. Like, they were good before him. I know they went through some stuff. It was a little Bill O'Brien-like. But I think even like Bill O'Brien, he got Penn State at the worst possible time. But at the end of the day, it's still Penn State. And you get incredible sure. coaches. Like, they get good players. Right. Like, I watched Baylor play your school this week. Like, they're good. I mean, they have a, they're talented. They're going to keep winning nine, ten games because they're just a high-level program. So, Baker's not that talented, but they were desperate. I get why they did that. But maybe Matt Rule, who when you look at his resume, I crushed the Urban Meyer hire because everyone thought, like, this is going to work. And it was like, well, he's never coached in the pros. Not one year. Rule had one season as an assistant offensive line coach. So, it might turn out he's just a pure college coach. And the good thing is, Doug, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, he pays, what, $8 million to coach college? What was he making, like, eight or nine at Baylor? So he'll be fine. But I, I think this is trending where, you know, a lot of people thought it would be, like, this is probably all she wrote for Rule. And then who knows with Baker? I mean, I, I'm fascinated to watch how his career shakes out from here on out. Um, I thought the Raiders did some – Good things to get Devontae the ball. But if you, it, what's interesting is, I know they've won two games, but if you watch that game yesterday, you're like, if you want to tell me one team was 2-1, and one, the other team was 0-3, oh the Raiders would have been the 2-1 and one team, not the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders are really, Josh and Derek still feel a little off. If they could just get on the same page, they would easily be 2-2. Two and Because two. you watch them, I mean, Crosby's a beast. Uh you know, Josh Jacobs yesterday was fantastic. You know, the 49ers really struggled to run against Denver. Josh Jacobs looked like he was, you know, Earl Campbell or something. I mean, he dominated that game. And let's face it, on the other side, like, Nate Hackett and Russell just do something. They're just off. The, the passing game on that team does not add up. And losing Javante Williams to a pretty devastating knee injury is not good. I mean, that guy was a stud. Melvin Gordon, I mean, fumbles like every other carry. I mean, they put in yesterday a guy that was on, like, Minnesota's practice squad because Gordon kept fumbling. Denver's got issues. Now, the Raiders, here's the thing. Like, if you've watched all their snaps, clearly they are much better. Like, 
them and Carolina have the same record. They're they're on a different level than Carolina. The problem is, is this week like they play the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, and now I talked to some people in Kansas City. That was a revenge game for Coach Reed and Mahomes from the Super Bowl. I mean, they got embarrassed, and that game meant a lot to them, to him, to Kelsey, to the guys that were part of that embarrassing loss against the Chiefs. And you could tell, like from what I heard, they were locked in all week. They were throwing fastballs yesterday. They would have beat anyone in the league. But specifically, Todd Bowles, who punked him in the Super Bowl, they were out for blood. Now the question is, is there a little bit of a letdown against the Raiders? And can the Raiders – they've won there before. But – and part of it, like Andy and John Gruden kind of fell out of favor because remember a couple of years ago the Raiders took buses around Arrowhead and it kind of ticked them off. It'll be interesting, like, do they get up for this rivalry game or the Chiefs? Not that they're feeling themselves, but – they kind of accomplish what they need to accomplish, and they're not as focused. Because the Raiders, at one and three, let's just face it, you're, you're in somewhat of desperation mode. Because if you get to one and four, just to compete to get the nine wins, you basically have to go on a three or four game winning streak at some point during the season. So, I would imagine the Raiders are going to, you know, basically throw all they have this week. And to me, the only question is, if the Chiefs bring their focus and their A game, it's just going to be hard to win there. Monday Night Football, that place is berserk. If they don't. You know, Derek and some of those guys have some success, but then the question is Josh. Like, Josh versus Andy, is that yeah, you obviously advantage Andy Reid? Uh, and, and coaches never take weeks off, but it's just can they get the players to, to kind of peak back-to-back weeks? I'll be interested to watch that. Uh, who you like tonight? Uh, I think the Niners are a little bit of desperation mode. You know, you can't – like I just talked about the Raiders, you, you don't want to start – you know, behind the eight ball. And last year the Niners got the three and five and they barely got in the playoffs. So I think you just see a kitchen sink game from from Kyle because you just you, you can't lose this thing at one and three. Completely agree with you. Come um John Middlecoff three and out is the podcast. Check it out. Follow him on social media as well. John, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. Later, bro. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at three PM Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Um, let's do ourselves a favor and get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Don Byer. Dan Byer, what's the game today, my man? Doug, the game today is... Big deal, little deal, no deal. I've got six scenarios that you've got in front of you, but I want to throw two bonus ones, and we'll start out with the bonus ones. Yes. Big deal, little deal, or no deal, that J.J. Watt broke the news of his own heart situation. On Twitter. That felt like huge deal. Yes. Like a like, huge deal, right? Hey, don't worry about it. I just had my heart shocked back into a, a, a rhythm. That's it. No big deal. I'll see you Sunday, huh? I, I saw a tweet that put J.J. Watt probable heart. And it was it got one retweet and two likes. Actually, that was my tweet. Uh, was a really nobody, tweet? Yeah. <laughs> nobody recognized it. I thought, yeah, I thought it was good as well. Um, but I don't know if it got lost in the shuffle or it just stunk. <laughs> um but, yeah, heart problems get lost yeah, in the shuffle a lot you of times. Usually, you sh- usually see knee. Did you do yeah. hashtag heart? <laughs> <laughs> or did you do the little the little curling of the hands thing? Yes. If you correct. did the curling of the hands thing, I think it would have gotten it would have gone viral. Uh, uh, big deal, little deal, or no deal that Kenny Pickett replaced Mitchell Trubisky because the Steelers needed a air quotes here spark in their loss to the Jets. Um, Mitch Trubisky was super happy about it, huh? <laughs> After the game. Man. He's like, uh, what do he say? Oh, he says a spark. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Um, feels like feels like a little deal. I mean, who didn't see this? Maybe we all thought it was coming at their bye week, but who didn't see it coming? It was the good bye week uh, for Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> uh, big deal, little deal, no deal that the Dolphins have already ruled Tua Tungavailoa out for week five. I think it's uh, no deal, but I do think like this is one of those deals where I don't know if he had a concussion at the first game when they said, you know, it's his back and his his foot or something like that. Um, and I don't know how bad it is. I'm hoping it's not that bad. But he's going – make no mistake about it. He's going to sit like two games more than a doctor would normally have him sit because we all saw him be concussed and his hands curl up on TV, right? Like that's the reality of it. I mean, look, it go, it's good for the players. They'll be better protected – but we may end up being overprotective of Tua Tungavailoa. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Panthers head coach Matt Rule is sticking with Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. Um, that feels like a big deal, you know? 
He's not playing well. They're not playing well. And I guess if you're Sam Darnold, you'd say like, "Hey, are are the rules the same for all of us?" Right? If I was, if if Sam Darnold had played to this level through four games, would he still be the starter? The answer is probably not. But they got a lot invested in Baker, and they're not blaming him as of yet. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Aaron Rodgers and Bill Belichick had a lengthy conversation on the field following yesterday's overtime win by the Packers. Um. I think it's no deal. Like those guys have been in the league forever. They probably both are talking trash about Brady. Can you believe him? <laughs> I, I mean, I know. the guy gets better looking. He gets out of the cold weather. Like, look at us. We're look at us schmoes. We're stuck mm. in the cold weather in the winter. And that guy, I love half when you that guy, on Joe Rogan. That's great. That good stuff. <laughs> That's great. Joe Rogan. You know, yeah, I, I went. I thought the Earth was flat too. I mean, just so you know, like, you know. Oh, uh, where it was, it was, are you guys go next? We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, it was a lot of like, you know, like you say something, and then Bill whispered into Aaron's ear. Then Aaron responded. Then Bill whispered into his other ear. Like, I was like, "What is we're gonna? When are we gonna break this up?" Well, anyway, a uh, big deal, little deal, or no deal that Colorado fired head coach Carl Durrell after an zero and five start to his third season. I mean, it's a big deal, and that's his third year. But God, they're so bad. Like, this is one of those, I don't like coaches being fired midseason. I don't like coaches being fired before they've completed their fourth four years. But, I, I, yeah, they're they ca- so bad. They called his buff. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they ran him over with Ralphie. <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, look, here's the deal. You can remain the head coach, but we're going to run you over with Ralphie. Sp- like, mm, I'm going to take the check. Speaking of tweets not seen, did you guys see my other tweet that I sent out yesterday? No. On DK Metcalf being carted oh, off. Oh, that one I did, actually. Thanks. John, did you see that? I did not. Uh, what did it say, Dan? So, uh, for those that don't know, DK Metcalf took a cart to the locker room because he had to go to the bathroom during yesterday's game against the Lions. Totally get it, too. His explanation was like the clenched cheeks things wouldn't, wouldn't work. Yes, yes. Got it. So, he's being carted off. And I, uh, I quote tweeted a barstool uh, tweet, and I uh, called it the uh, dump truck. <laughs> he's riding on the dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> How many retweets and likes for that, that one, That one got Dan? 14 likes. All right. Yes. Very yes. good. And one comment. Uh, the dump truck my called. Guy, they're running out yeah. of you. <laughs> my guy Ben gave me the Leo DiCaprio uh, hand clap. I appreciate that. At Dan Byer on Fox is where you can uh, see it. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? By the way, guys, real yes? fast. My, my girlfriend, I was a little upset that she didn't uh, get the joke, but I got up from the couch yesterday, and, I, and she's like, where are you going? I'm like... I'm taking the injury cart to the locker room. <laughs> she didn't get the uh, she didn't get the innuendo. Oh, big deal, little deal, or no deal that Wisconsin fired a head coach Paul Christ in the middle of his eighth season with his alma mater. That sounds like a gigantic deal, right? Gigantic deal. I get the Jim Leonard. You know, you think he's going to go elsewhere, but. Like I, I don't understand the midseason firing, especially at a place like Wisconsin. I have Preaches, a, I ahead. have a buddy of mine who is a season ticket holder and has been for the last 16 years. And he told me two weeks ago, if Paul Christ is the head coach next season, I will not renew my season tickets. So there was there was starting to be apathy. Um, the dated offense was something that was uh, bothering oh, a lot of fans. Oh, they're yeah. awful. It's, 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 it's hard to watch. Yes. Their offense is hard to watch. Finally, Doug, big deal, little deal, and no deal that the Braves swept the Mets in a three-game series this weekend and are now two up on New York in the NL East with three games left. That's a big deal, right? Mets thought they had the division until they didn't. Plus, as I've discussed before, there's so many more Mets and Jets fans that are broadcasters. So when either of those teams play poorly, especially when they get their hopes up, those broadcasters just crumble in despair. It makes it a lot more fun. And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Well, the Packers won again yesterday, and they're using their new formula. But is their new formula like new Coke? Oh, you guys remember new Coke? Such hope for that. Such hope for new Coke. Um, Wait, do you know what Aaron Rodgers had to say about it? That's upcoming next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.